And we're live. Hey. Hey. Yo. Hey, hey, guys. Welcome back. How you doing? Thank you. Yes. Back from the homeland. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, fortunate, yeah, I was in BC for the week. Um, fortunately, it like rained the whole time. And um, sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then when I came back here and I, you know, I was saying while I was up here, I was like, honestly, the rain's OK. I, I could not even tell you the last time I felt rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Since it never rains down here, it only burns. Um, yeah. And then when I come down here, it's been nonstop rain since I got back. Well, you brought it with you, obviously. Yeah, I did. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was visiting my mom. Thank you. The whole uh, first, the whole week before I was up there, she was like, it's nice and sunny. It's a bummer that it's going to start raining when you show up. The minute I leave, nice and sunny back up there again. <laughs> uh, that's, that, you know, yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. Yep. Uh, I also found out, did you guys know rain jackets can just like start falling apart? Just because they're old. Oh, I guess. I guess so. I never thought about it. So my rain jacket, you know, I haven't used it for a couple of years. It's just been hanging up. You know, I pack it. I bring it with me on the trip. I It starts raining, so I take it out of my, my suitcase. It's like the inside is just flaking apart. Right. Like whatever the like rain coating on the inside of the jacket is, can I guess just oh. start to dissolve and flake apart or something? I have had that happen, actually. Sure. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah, I was like, what? What is even? Ha I haven't even been using this thing. It's been on a hanger like so I had to buy a new rain jacket when I was up there. But, you know, it is what it is. That was weird. That was sure. that was a surprise to me. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we were at the, we were in the Gulf Islands there, you know, Salt Spring Island. We were in Victoria and then we did a little bit of Vancouver. Um, and it was a good time showing show my girlfriend um, uh, who hasn't been to some of those before. Cool. Uh, but uh, what about you guys? How was your last two weeks? Mm. Uh, nah. Yeah, I, nothing important really happened. So. Yeah, yeah Reese, is, Reese is not feeling well, so won't be surprised if I also get sick as well. Bummer. That sucks. Yeah. It does suck. Where you guys getting? Where are you contracting these illnesses from? You're not going out. <laughs> we went out to go to a store two days, like two or three days ago, and then like the next day, Reese is like, "I don't feel well." Oh man! But you're mm. masked up, right? Like I would yeah. assume it's hard to get sick these days. It's been a while since I've gotten <clears> sick. I've actually been pretty enjoying that part. But I will say, BC they have a uh, a vaccine passport. That's the best thing ever. I love it. Uh, everywhere we went into every restaurant theater, everything checked our vaccination status. That was fantastic. Cause we don't have that down here. We just have like, sometimes they'll check restaurants, like never check, but like the movie theater down here will, and my gym will, but like everywhere right. in BC checked. And that's just, that's just some great peace of mind right there. Sure. Nice. Yeah. I, I like know the theaters one. up here. Check. I kind of don't do anything. I haven't done anything else outside really. So I don't usually go to restaurants. I assume a bars and stuff probably check, but I haven't been to a bar even in years. All right. Sure. Yeah, no, we went to a movie theater up there. Saw the new James Bond. 
Thought it was pretty good. Cool. Nice. How would you I've heard good it? things. Uh, in terms of like the Craig ones, the only Bonds yeah. I've seen. I mean, <clears throat> Skyfall still holds like my favorite spot. I just really like that one. I might make this like number two. I had a lot of fun. Oh, with it. wow. That's yeah, still pretty it's, strong. It's pretty enjoyable. Um, I feel like you kind of get the most like acting we've seen out of Craig um, in these movies um, for good reason. There's a lot of like. You know, that I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a lot of like tragedy yeah. happening throughout the, the film to like have him work off of. So there's a lot of ups and downs there. Um, also, Rami Malek is just fantastic in everything he does. So it's a delight it's seeing him. Yeah. yeah, um, it's pretty fun. I liked it quite a bit. I think it's a pretty great like send off as, as his final uh, James Bond movie. Um, so that was fun to that was fun to see. I would recommend it. It's long. It's almost three hours. Oh, man. And I mean, the last ones, they weren't like they weren't as long, but they were all over two hours each. And then this one's like close to three. So th- those are I mean, long movies. Most James Bond movies are long for what I remember. They're not yeah. they're not usually short films. I think it just our sense yeah. of how long a movie is is busted because of like Marvel movies and such. Probably. <clears throat> yeah, people want to get their like money's worth. Um, But yeah, uh, well, if that if everyone's ready to talk about video games, we could talk about video games, I guess. Uh, this oh, is the okay. top down perspective for October 21st. After all, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Whoa, no way. Um, John Wheeler, what have you been playing? Basically nothing. Um, I finished up Dread like the week before. Uh, Well, I was going to say, you guys saved all the Metroid Dread talk for me to come back, right? We, we, I am deathly curious your feelings on Dread. So I'm I'm excited to jump into that. Let's talk about Dread. All right, well, I'll just say this. I started playing No More Heroes 3, but I am like I'm like 10 minutes in, so I can't really say anything about it yet. Uh, but that is some that is some Suda 5-1 stuff. So I'm excited to dig more into that next week. <laughs> sure. I think only yeah. his mother is allowed to call him Suda 5-1. <laughs> That's when he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I'm really enjoying uh Metroid Dread. Uh that is a game where sometimes you'll get stuck and the solution is, did you try just shooting at the wall and hoping? Um, and I don't yeah, like is, the, those times. Isn't that kind of every Metroid game, though? That is every Metroid to a point. Yeah, to I don't point. I don't like that. Like, I'm totally fine <clears throat> okay. with, hey, this is a red door. You need the thing that opens red doors. I don't yeah. like why don't you try every dead end you came across and just shoot and hope? And if you didn't find it, it's because you didn't hope hard enough. <laughs> I only got so much hope. You do need, you do need a lot of hope. That's yeah. Other than that though, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, how far I think the in end, are you? I think I'm, uh, the ice Emmy. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Semi five. Sure, I'll take your word for I it. I think so. I, I haven't really been yeah. counting. I would have guessed this was number four, but I, I really could not remember. Uh, oh, the, the game first tells one, you the tutorial one counts. Yeah, uh, that too. Okay. So yeah, that's the one that I'm like current or that's currently stalking me. I think the Emmys are are fine. Um, the I basically kind of take them on. It's like I give them one like 
real college try. And then once they find me, it's like, all right, fuck this. I'm just going to run through. Like, I don't I'm not bullshitting around anymore. And I'm just going to because eventually they'll just like be in a different part of the room and I can run it. Uh, And luckily, the like respawn is right outside the door. So it's like not worth getting frustrated over. And I really like that aspect. Anytime you like get a one hit death out of them they're like you're like right back so it's, it's totally <coughs> yeah the checkpointing is very good in that game yeah. and it kind of yeah. needs to be there's some bullshit for sure <laughs> oh yeah no for sure and because like some of those like bosses will hit you hard if you didn't do the exact yeah. way to like dodge them yeah. or whatever which oh. actually that's a question i have for you guys the enemies that you fight that are it's like the one-on-one enemies where they have like the spear yeah, like weird Chozo Venom things or whatever. Yeah, they have like a, a like a red like uppercut kind of attack where they slide at you. Are you just supposed to like oh. jump and dash over them because they can still hit you vertically, right? Yeah, that but that is it. You're supposed to jump and dash. You just got to jump early. Okay. That's all. That's all I've been doing, too. If, if you guys know another way to deal with them, please. <coughs> you, can can, I feel like... you can counter the blue one. You can't counter the red one. Yeah, the, okay. the blue one you're supposed to counter. Then that's like the only way to like really hurt them. But the red yeah. one, I felt like half the time I was getting hit in a way of like, yeah. am I am I not supposed to jump over? Like, are they attacking vertically because and that's supposed to tell me you cannot jump this? Like, what am I missing here? But I guess it's just a really focused on the timing. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you'll, you'll get used to fighting them you know like there's an easier way that okay. timing's kind of difficult too yeah to get up and over it um but yeah no i'm i'm totally positive on the game um i think it looks good uh i think the load times are some of the longest load times i've had to deal with in quite a while uh which is a bummer sure yeah but you I know it, guess. It's, it's the switch i guess um yeah I've been playing it all handheld. I don't know if the load times are better docked. I played primarily oh. in uh, in docked, and I don't remember the load times being that bad. First time it's just is a when, little eh, and sometimes it's just it's when you have to uh, like fast travel or like change locations. <coughs> oh, oh yeah, no, those, yeah, that'll take mm. a little bit. Those ones are like are like just a few seconds longer than like this is weird. <laughs> like <laughs> it's twenty twenty one, guys. Come on, um. You sure there's not a Switch Pro? Because, like, I would like to play a better version of this game. I guess you can if you're on the PC. Yeah, you Um, can rip the ROM to PC and play that way. The load times are still not great, but it looks better. So there's that. I think it I think it looks totally fine. Like this is a it's a pretty fun game. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, They do a pretty good job of like there's only one way you can't really get lost too badly. Like I said, except when you have to just shoot at walls and hope I I don't, that's bullshit. (laughs) That is complete (laughs) trash. Um, but yeah, so I missed last week. Are you guys both pro on it? I think you both finished it. So that sounds yes. John had finished it last week. Uh, I went back to it the day after we did the podcast and I finished it about an hour and a half. Uh, I was about an hour and a half out from the end. Yeah, including and a lot of that was learning kind of the boss as well. Maybe a third of that learning the final boss and doing it. But you guys like you you like it or were you just like begrudgingly beating it because you have a it's easily one of the best Metroid games out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was really good. Cool. I had some gripes about it, mainly that bosses hit too hard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Emmys were just kind of boring in my mind, but uh, other or than that, Emmys suck. Yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I started replaying it again just to like do a little bit more of it. And after getting getting to the second like Emmy part, like I guess the first real Emmy part because the first one's kind of tutorial-ish. I was just like, yeah, this part sucks. This just sucks doing this again. It's just a waste of time. Like it feels bad. I feel like the bosses they hit hard because it, it's one of those things where pattern recognition is so important is. this time around, like so important that it'll be one of those things where you're like, you'll fight the boss maybe like six times, but on that sixth one, you won't even get touched. You, you now know yeah. the pattern and, and you're just done. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like they, they want that, but <clears throat> they hit so hard. Like I've always felt it was annoying. You couldn't figure it out on your first try, basically. Yeah, I do think, I will say for the most part, I think the bosses are pretty readable if you are pretty fluent in like how video games do things, but they'll always have an attack that basically one shots you that kind of comes out of nowhere. And that's kind of annoying. Fight. I have at least the, the bosses I've done. They they do give you health throughout the fight uh, pretty sure. consistently, uh, which is nice. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That ending is crazy bananas and i fucking loved every second of it yeah i knew you'd like i was yeah it was like one of those i was just like looking at the screen just like no fucking way (laughs) it was so good yeah that's a great ending yeah and uh john you um must have you were playing on the oled right you got the oled I haven't hooked up the OLED yet because I have to move over 600 plus gigabytes of games. Oh, man, that would be like the <laughs> first thing I do. Like, I want to play my games in the best way. Let's go. I, but I guess if you're the, playing docked, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm playing docked. I played Metro the entire time docked. So. So I'm like, well, it's low on the priority list. And then I've just been busy and have not done shit all with it. It's literally been sitting on this this table for. I guess a week and a half now because it showed up like two days later. Yeah. Uh, as a result of um, like cutting all the like review and hands on videos at work for the OLED, I had a real case of FOMO uh, and I have yet I have I want I've been trying to get one and they're just sold out everywhere and every like second that like one shows up on like Walmart dot com or whatever. Um. So we'll see if I do end up getting one or if the FOMO finally fades. Sure. Uh, what else have you been playing, Sean? Uh, other than that, the main game has been uh, Back for Blood. Uh, okay. Once I I've got been back playing from this my trip, well. uh, jumped in on some co-op. I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of, it's so weird. So like it's kind of a roguelike which is uh, super interesting. Kind um, of. It has like a perk system that changes. Yeah. But it's also based on runs. They even call them like start a new run, continue the run. And you like, yeah, p- progress on that's, like that's the part I hate because you lose all of your perks and weaponry between acts. And I don't like that. That sucks. So, see, I'm OK with that because like a lot of the times we'll just like, hey, do you want to start this whole section? Yada, yada. And like you can you pick up different loot like there's colored loot and stuff like it's it is it is quite a roguelike which is pretty interesting the one thing i actually do not like about the loot is let's say i want to pick up a gun off the ground uh that has some better stats i can't put my attachments that i spent money on onto the new gun yeah 
which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but the attachment system in general, I think, is kind of bad. I don't like. What makes you say that? Because you can't detach things, and you have to. You have to just kind of like, if you want to detach something, you have to replace it with something, and then it just kind of drops it on the ground, and like a but a rando or buddy can take it. I don't mind if a buddy takes it. Playing with randos seems like, oh, I accidentally did this thing. Oh, now my ACOG is gone because this asshole just like grabbed it. Off sure. The I mean, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's just the nature of like playing with with randos. Like I I was reminded why I don't like voice chat. <laughs> um, yeah. And this game, it does the thing, at least on Xbox, where even if you're in a party. It will. P- have their audio come into your headset and your audio into the game like it's it says oh you're in a party you just want to chat with your party i don't care what are you yeah. doing son <laughs> um yeah so we had to go into the settings and like mute ourselves but like it was like my first game you know a few levels into my first game and we had, like i have a rando show up and he gets downed and then liter- literally starts to scream for help <laughs> Not just call out like, hey, I'm down, right. help. Like yeah. calling for help as in like someone, whoever he like lives beside was probably like, is is my neighbor okay? Like what is going on? <laughs> just because we didn't immediately rush over to get him. Because, you know, we were busy fighting zombies. Yeah. Or, or sorry, ridden as, as I should sure. say. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's I think the game looks good. Hilarious. Like it plays good. It is, it is just left for yeah. dead. Um. I actually do like the card system quite a bit. It uh, even like I'm even selecting like harder challenges just to be like, I would like to see what would happen if you guys threw a boss character in the middle of this stage. Um, So I think that stuff is pretty interesting, too. Um, I like getting like a huge collection of cards between our team and, you know, we're sharing perks and stuff like that. I think that's all really exciting and fun and whatnot. I could see myself actually going through like all three of the. Uh, difficulties on all of the the missions possibly sure what i don't like though and here's another weird thing uh so the example i'm running into is uh, you know i'm playing on a series x i have cross play on yeah however even if i turn cross play off it's still going to pair me with the same console family so xbox one players will come in so people on the past gen consoles take way longer to load into a game so that means oh, every yeah. time a new level starts and you have three minutes of countdown, right? About oh, two okay. minutes of yeah. that, we're it's not loading. able to start buying stuff because it will not let you buy things out of the crate until everyone's loaded in. So we just have to stand there and wait for the people on the Xbox One to load into the game. And that's the craziest thing I can think of. Yeah, that seems bad. Really stupid. Like, I don't even... Bad. I don't even know how they they would like address that because they would have to be like it's not like simply turning crossplay off. They would have to like say, please ban people that don't have money from my games, <laughs> at least enough to buy a Series X. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't. I, it's weird. It's such a weird thing, and it's annoying. Like, or at least let me buy stuff and do something while I'm waiting for this person to load into the game. I don't even. I don't even know. Sure. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we should play. It's got crossplay. We should definitely yeah. get some runs going. <coughs> Who's your uh, yeah. character of choice? Uh, Kaylee, right now. Is she the one with the purple hair? 
Yes. Oh, that's my character. She's so cool looking. Sure. Uh, she carries an extra, not support item, but like the, the like lock picking set, essentially. Like, what I don't, I can't remember. You start what it's with the toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she carries an extra one just like out of the gate. I also like that her uh, starting sidearm is a submachine gun. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. The Tech Nine. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah. I like that her primary is the AK. I like the AK quite a bit. Yes, I I, I have stuck primarily to uh, assault rifles, although I do like the like auto shotgun. I picked up one of those. The AA-12. Those are I, pretty good. That was pretty enjoyable. Um, the like special uh, enemies, they're pretty easy to kill, uh, but I think that's good because you encounter them a lot. Um, yeah, they're they're quite frequent for sure. And they can pile up on you quickly if you don't. They take can. Care and there's a bunch of them this time because like in Left 4 Dead, there was only four, right? Like four different unique ones. I uh, think. And Left 4 Dead one, two had those four plus I think four more. Oh, was there? Okay, I don't remember all of them in, in two. Then I, I don't remember them either. All of them. There's like the boomer, the spitter, the smoker, uh, the the witch on one, <laughs> the witch. Yeah, <laughs> the tongue one, dasher and dancer uh yeah prancer yeah yeah and i think uh <laughs> the batman signal yeah i don't know yeah um yeah no, there's nothing quite like the witch in this one because they kind of have a one-to-one for a lot of them but there's no witch like i guess the closest thing would be like if you disturb the, the birds a horde will come no there's literally the snitch which is oh actually, the yeah, witch you're right well no the snitch calls the horde the snitch doesn't attack yeah you, though. that's true yeah. it's it's actually kind of the opposite. It runs away from you and it's just an annoying little shit. Yeah, it's just, it's like an alarm that goes off. And it's like, yeah, you don't really have anything. They kind of mixed like a charger and a boomer. This one to, for into one enemy. A dude that just like charges into you and explodes. And then there's yep. they usually play the like modifier later on in different acts that the explosion calls the horde. I haven't come across that one yet. It's the sucks. wall it's enemies are are fucking gross. Yeah, they're they're a lot too. There's a that lot like, of them <laughs> that like shoot the like little thing out of them. Like, oh, that is like truly disgusting. Um, I like all the like little references to horror movies and zombie movies that I'm coming across. Uh, yeah, I liked the there was a level where we were fighting in a diner and. Um, uh, the jukebox you have to start to play while uh, while fighting off the horde. That was fun. Made me think of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, sure. It's good. And like as a Game Pass game, like that's a perfect game for sure. To yeah. Get on there because so many people are playing it. So that's really great to see. Great Game Pass game. Uh, the last game I played is I started just very briefly Alan Wake remastered. Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Alan Wake. I Paul, I see that you're also playing that. I I started it yesterday. I mean Halloween games, right? I started it yesterday, my sure. revisit. I got to chapter I got through chapter one and two or episode one and two. I'm still in episode one. I'm like okay. about to leave the diner. I really have not done much other than the tutorial. I'm playing with the video commentary on. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Um which I kind of wish that like so so like Sam Lake narrates the whole thing. Mm. And I just I kind of want to hear what his thought process was for a bunch of these sections. And he'll just like pop up randomly and, and talk about like storytelling and whatnot. 
and yeah. I'm fine that I'm like missing dialogue, but I kind of wish there was a way I could like pause the game, listen to Sam or or, or vice versa, because sometimes I will be hearing like Thomas Zane talking to me about weird you know Stephen King references and it's like I yeah. liked all these things about Alan Wake but now Sam Lake is talking to me about grinning like Max Payne and yada 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 and it's like I want to hear that too and it's like you can't get both sometimes which is a bit of a bummer um, yeah what do you think of uh, Alan's new face uh, I'm playing the old Alan Wake because I don't like his new face oh interesting <laughs> I thought maybe you just didn't type remastered and you meant no remastered. I'm no I'm playing original Alan Wake. Yeah, the the new one looks like the uh the voice actor more that uh yeah. that was in control as well. Um it's fine. The the remaster like it looks okay. It it's like they straight up say like this isn't a remake, it's it's a remaster. Um yeah. so we just made it we just upresed it and yada yada. We didn't like change things. So it does kind of it doesn't look amazing in any capacity. Um but I think nice. Being back in the thing town. that I'm running into is the cinematics and the original look horrid while the rest of the game looks beautiful. Like the actual gameplay parts, they're they're on PC, they're up res, they have like the god rays and all that shit already added in. Uh so like I think that's probably somewhat comparable. Um I know that sure. ray tracing, like true ray tracing and stuff, I believe is in the remaster. So that one will have a slight of a slight bit of an edge, but not too much. I think where the remaster would shine is those cutscenes look horrid in the original version, and I'm sure they probably look pretty okay in the remaster. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not playing the original one, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, in my head, they look great. Like, I mean, like that the scene from like the the end of one of those acts where he's like he like falls off of the cliff with the flare is one of like yeah. my favorite cutscenes <clears throat> from video games. And I will, I'll remember that for like ever. Right. Like that, that one's just stuck yeah. in my head. Um, so I, I remember Alan Wake quite fondly. So I guess I'll see it in the, in the remaster. I don't think the remaster looks particularly great. Um, but we'll see the, obviously the like non in engine cutscenes look a lot better than the gameplay. Uh, now I think. But sure. Kind of- uh, oh, yeah, so that's what I think the remaster would do better is because those cutscenes are very obviously like a low quality 720p, like 30, 20 frames or whatever on the original version I'm playing where the gameplay looks absolutely fantastic, full HD and everything. Like, I think if I think if this is your first time playing through that game, maybe just get that remaster and get the full like up experience. Uh, if you already have the old one, you can probably do okay. Just know that those cutscenes are gonna look a little shoddy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and you get um, American Nightmare bundled in. Although, I mean, I'm sure you'll get, save money if you went the old route, but this is already a discounted price, so it's not gonna be, it's not gonna break the bank. Um, yeah, and also, I would say if this is your first time playing it, don't play with the video commentary on. <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Obviously. Uh, I I forgot how often in that game you're actually just stopping that you're stopping in Alan Wake all the fucking time just to hear him read the manuscripts, hear him talk or people talk about stuff or watch TV like you are stopping. Yeah, what's all it, the is, fucking what's, time. is it Night Springs? Is that the TV show? Night Springs. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Like it is so just there, like 
they're kind of I mean, long that's, too that's the game that and like deadly premonition is like what got me it's like i'm gonna also play or watch twin peaks like it was a one two three punch that came out in in that whole year <laughs> where i did like a lot of twin peaks stuff oh yeah i could see if that was a twin peaks year for you how alan wake would sit particularly fondly in there for sure yeah yeah yep um anyways yes that's all i've been playing what, what else have you been playing paul um okay so just because halloween month or whatever i played through shadows of the damned in one sitting a couple days ago uh that game oh, yeah. is as i remember it um it that game would be hard to get away with the 2021 re-release without changing some things in it there's Are you telling a, me the big boner <clears throat> would not fly into no i'm a, i'm totally okay with the sex jokes there's some maybe more problematic things in there oh, uh, okay yeah, mainly with how they treat the main girl you're you're going for, Paula or whatever. They say some kind of fucked up shit about her in some spots, and it's right. weird. I, I don't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Honestly, the only thing I remember from that game is... Sex jokes. Dick is, jokes, specifically. Yeah, the, the, a lot of dick jokes. There's a skull that, like, hangs out with you. That's Johnson. Johnson. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, and the character's name is Garcia Hotspur? Sorry, That's Garcia right. fucking Hotspur. Fucking Hotspur. Yeah. <laughs> okay. John, you remember a lot more of this game than I do. Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot when it came out. And I also Same. watched Paul play a little bit when he was streaming it. He did the, okay. I saw the Evil Dead reference area. Yeah, that, there's that a lot of parts. a little bit. There's a lot of parts in that game I remember being shitty. And they weren't as bad the second time around. I don't know if it was just like. I've just gotten more used to playing games that are more punishing or something, but like everything in that game seems really easy to get. Does through. the shooter area, the like the shmup area, still kind of suck? I remember that being really slow paced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are really bad. Uh, at first, so there's three of those sections, and the first time you do one, you're like, "Hey, they're changing things up. Good for them. That's kind of cool." Oh, it's over. Okay, cool. Then the second time, it's like. This is just padding. Like, why are you doing this? We, we don't need to be. Why are things spawning where exactly where I'm going to fuck like, oh, fuck it, whatever. It's over. And then the boss fight is in that in that style. And you're just like. They ran out of budget or something. They put a full like level boss fight in this style and it kind of fucking sucks. And that's kind of where that game lost me the first time. And maybe lost me a little bit the second time. It is at the very end of the game, almost. So, yeah, it's like the second last chapter, essentially. Yeah. Um, I was comparing it to like a Resident Evil 4 Lite or something. Like if you played Resident Evil 4 and you're like, this is a little bit too difficult for me or something. Maybe try this game out. The It's essentially the same type of combat. It's a little faster paced. Uh you can move while aiming, which makes it a lot easier to, like, dodge things. There's a huge uh, iframe window. Anytime you do a dodge, you can basically get through that game without getting touched if you just keep dodging and shooting uh, when you're away from stuff, even though it would probably, probably be a little boring. The thing you need to know is that there's going to be a lot of dick jokes, and you're either okay with that or you aren't. Uh, if you're not, then you're not going to get anything out of the game. I think some of them are kind of funny. Uh, some of them are getting uh, like get on your nerves at some point where you're just like, 
all right, man, just shut the fuck up. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Uh, there is a, like, pretty full frontal nudity scene, which I forgot about. And I was just like, oh, I should not be showing this part. <laughs> this is not real yeah, good. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah, it's in one of those, um, like demon realm sequences there's just like a dancing topless naked demon girl that you have to like crawl on her body to like get to a doorway and <laughs> it's just like okay. oh this is weird <laughs> this is weird uh i think a lot of stuff in that game still holds up i think that game is full of a lot of really good unique ideas that either they flub in some parts or uh maybe just don't see all the way through uh, looking back on it now, it should just be better because it's Suda51, the creator of Resident Evil and the music from the Silent Hill guy. Like, it's just like a super group of people that put that thing together and it's just kind of a little better than mediocre, which seems wrong. Apparently, I don't know. Like, I think that, th- that had like a super like disruptive like uh, development cycle from what I've heard. Yeah, I believe it. There's a lot of things in that in there that feel half baked and like a lot of cool ideas that uh didn't see get seen all the way through. Somebody was telling me that apparently it originally wasn't even going to be a shooter and then EA is like, "No, this has to be a shooter. You have to make shooting in it." Uh I'd be kind of interested to hear what the backstory of that game was from there. Yeah, now that you guys are mentioning it, I do seem to recall it had like a weird development cycle. Um Yeah. But I remember when yeah. it came out like it was generally well received, so it sounds more yeah. like it just hasn't aged very well. Yeah, it it's a product of its time, uh, proven by the fact that you can't get it anywhere except on those old consoles. And even then, I think it's been delisted on uh, so he, the Xbox. So here's store. the thing: apparently, Suda finally got the license back, like recently, like within this past yeah. month. Recent. Yeah, so. uh, he was talking about it like two days ago. Yeah, so I wouldn't be entirely shocked if you suddenly saw it be relisted or if it got like a re-release on like Switch in a year or so. Yeah. Uh if you like that type of game, it I would definitely pick it up. It's it is a product of its time, but there's some fun stuff in it for sure. It's very front loaded too. I think that game gets worse in the back end. Uh from act four and five. I think it gets a kind of bad but that final boss fight is pretty okay uh it does the thing that a boss fight should do and makes you use every single weapon upgrade type that you've gotten through the game to beat him and i think that's neat yeah there's things about that game to love but it's uh mired in some mud for sure uh along the same (laughs) i mean this one's just bad but Along the same lines, I played Rise of Nightmares. I am playing Rise of Nightmares. I plan to play more of it. Uh, so I hooked up the Kinect. That oh my god, that uh, that game yeah. does not read feet very well, and I think maybe that's just a Kinect problem in general yeah, in some a ways. Issue. Uh, especially because my room is when I'm at the very back of it is just enough that the Kinect reads fine. So I need at least another foot back, which I don't have for it to be like good. There are parts where you have to like run in place to run through a section. And I can barely make it through any of those sections because it doesn't read my feet properly. <laughs> so that's a problem. Um, 
That game is so Maybe you're stupid. You're just not like physically strong enough. You need to get fitter to do these running in place sections. It must be, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it did work a little bit better when I tilted it down more, the sensor, so it would, like, look at the floor more. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. know. I never looked into one of these, but this has to be a thing. I bet they released, like, like some random third parties were like, here's, like, a weird, like, lens attachment you can put on your connect oh. so that you can go closer like it'll put it'll make like a wide angle you know what i mean I oh yeah no that thing. that does exist i have seen those yeah well maybe i'll pick one up and just toy with it a little bit i bet that's extremely hard to find <laughs> i think it was like a uh, nyko brand maybe. thing so yeah but i bet there's like yeah. youtube hacks like hey if you take a like a like a glass and and tilt it right in front of the connect sensor it widens yada yada it might be worth looking into uh i think the biggest problem with that game is that it's just not compelling you kind of don't play a character that matters you're the beginning part is you're on a train with like you're looking for your girlfriend or wife i can't remember i think girlfriend who it like you had a fight with or whatever and she went into a different car and the whole beginning area is just you going through the different train cars meeting people that are obviously going to be in this nightmare scenario with you at some point because your train crashes and uh that's kind of it and then you get to this courtyard with all the people and you're trying to like find out what's going on and there's dungeons and shit and that's kind of where i stopped because there so the combat is you're actually like throwing your arms around like you're punching or like you have something in your hand that you're hitting something with yeah, and like uh, games. and because it's a connect, you have to kind of over exaggerate everything so that it reads properly what you're doing. And when you do, it reads fine, except as I was swinging something, I'm definitely getting older because I felt something like pop or strain in a weird mm. way on my arm oh, and then just like pain shot down it. I'm just like, well, I guess that's it for now, because swinging my arms real hard <laughs> after that. Oh my god! So, this reminds I me of like uh, when people were getting like tennis elbow from playing Wii Sports. Totally. I'm like, honestly surprised you knew where your connect was. I would have to think kind of hard to to try. Oh yeah, no, it was right in that shelf over there. In yeah. My oh, okay. Well, I guess you play it every week. Apparently, yeah. But yeah, easy, number one rate, connect fan. Just number one connect fan. You. Um, that's crazy. Are you streaming yourself playing this? Yes, and I even set up the cam for the full body. Oh, like shots. damn. Oh, hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You should do a whole bunch of connect stuff. You should play. You should play that Chris Evans and Red Foo starring Intel I, branded. Oh, trust me. When I was playing this game, I was like, I should play that Chris Evans thing. Like you're in the <laughs> movies or whatever. It's installed on my system. It's there. <laughs> there's there's some incredible shit that you can play with the connect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there the, is the official Brave the movie the game has a connect. I have mode. that. Yeah, yeah, I I have I reviewed that, so I have that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was some okay stuff too. Like Gunslinger was fine. Uh, actually, everything that was like there was like that connect party that was a cool thing with friends. There was a few things that when they developed games to be you to use it like a toy worked okay dance central worked okay dance central is like a high point double finds what is it, happy action theater is that the name of it that sounds right 
that's yeah that name just kind of popped into my head that thing is like fine once and then i don't think you need to play it again yeah but then other than that it's like connect adventures sucks like there's a reason that yeah. what was the game boat that we made fun of that thing so yeah. much yeah the game boat yeah like <laughs> The connect like oh child of eden is kind of okay but i think i still played that with a controller child of eden yeah oh. you didn't need you didn't need connect for and i think it got ported to other systems after anyways actually people are saying fruit ninja fruit ninja connect might be my favorite connect game yeah sure fruit ninja is the good parts of rise of nightmares <laughs> in one screen <laughs> that you never have to go through the shit so, yeah that makes sense i still think gunslinger is pretty good I think that's a pretty Gun good stringer, game. isn't it? Stringer. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Excuse you. Um, what else was there? Connectimals. I think I have that somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, Connectimals. Uh, yeah. What a what a thing. What a thing. They came out with two of those. The Xbox one launched with a connect. Do you remember that? No, yeah. I didn't know that actually. If you bought, yeah, the launch run of them came with the new Connect. Isn't that insane to think about these days? I mean, yes. I can see my Connect. It's over there. Yeah, mine was plugged in for the longest time. Like, I well, have two you could just, Connects. You could somewhere. say Xbox turn off, and it would turn off your Xbox, which was kind of nice. There are there are episodes of this podcast where my yeah. TV and Xbox turned on because the Connect was plugged into the room I was in. And we, when we were talking about I, it. I do remember this. I I was just curious. So I remember one of the last games I remember hearing anything about with Connect was that Disneyland game where you play like a kid running around in Disneyland and going on rides or something. Right. Little I think they games. even like made a non-Connect version of that as well. Oh, right. Connect Star it. Wars. I forgot that was a thing. I never owned that one, though. Yeah, I don't think I played that. D4, the sweary game, has Connect support. Connect 2, yeah. It was a Connect game originally. Weird. Very weird. Harry Potter. Apparently exists. Anyways, uh, I guess the like new thing that I kind of want to talk about this week is Inscription came out. This is a game by the dude who made Pony Island and the Hex. Uh published by Devolver, and it kind of sold itself as a horror card game. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I think a lot of what this game does right is like you experiencing it, but it's actually a horror card game escape room because there's stuff outside yeah. of the card game that you can do, and it's an escape room sort of thing. This was shown at like some live stream recently, and I remember I, I talked about on the show as one of my highlights, but I could not tell you which stream it was. Yeah. Um, the card game itself plays pretty much how you would think if you've played a card game before, like Magic the Gathering specifically, where cards have a power and a health. Um, they attack opposing cards health uh, based on their power, and uh, they get attacked in turn. In, on the opponent's turn they have different things that kind of change what they do the like different perks or whatever you'll have a card that is flying so like it won't actually ever attack the opposing card it'll just attack the opponent itself themselves the way the card game is played is that it's you versus a 
essence in the dark with uh, two glaring eyes that are looking at you at all times. Uh, whoever does over five damage to five damage more than they have to the other to their opponent first wins. So if you have if you haven't been attacked yet and you do like five or six damage to your opponent, you win. But there's it's a scale, so you can like trade damage back and forth evenly forever. It's whoever like does more damage in a few turns or whatever uh, wins. And it's really, really simple at first where there's four positions that you have on for card laying. They have the your opponent has four positions. And when you lay down a card, they'll always just attack in a straight line uh, forward. So if your opponent has like a card in the second position, you can either decide if you're going to take the damage or whatever, or you can put a card in front of it to stop the damage. Um, and it just, that's kind of where all the strategy is, is deciding when, uh, where you're going to play your cards and how you're going to kind of empower them and like what you're going to do with them. The weird thing about this game that is hard to get your mind around, if you, especially if you played card games before, is that there's no return damage unless a card has that perk. So if you have a card that ha does 1-1 one, one damage and it's being defended by a card that does like 1-1 one, one damage, when you're the attacker, you will just kill that card. It won't do 1 damage back to your card. Attackers always okay. give damage and defenders only take damage. They don't deal damage back on their turn. And okay. that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> so that's hard to get used to. Uh, th there's a lot of little things and how you can empower your cards to do different stuff. The main mechanic on how you play cards is you sacrifice them to play other cards, kind of like a mana cost, only it's called, it's like a blood cost in this. So you have cards that are kind of just like little zero one nothings called squirrels. And the reason they exist is because you can play them and then sacrifice them to play higher cards or sacrifice more cards to play even more expensive cards um is it a deck really, building game it is in essence a deck building game there are roguelite elements and i kind of don't want to go further than that okay i just meant like card wise because like magic is not yeah. a deck building game but a lot of kind of like run based card games are deck builders so like are you adding cards to your deck as you go and stuff. Uh, you're adding cards during the run to your deck, but there you are also adding cards from the other stuff that you do in the game as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a super, super cool game, actually. Uh, the atmosphere with it is everything. It's kind of horrific. Yeah, great art um, style. Great art style. Um, I Yeah, I think if it just sounds interesting to you, you should just play it. I, I don't want to give too much of it away. Yeah, and it's it has like a weird spelling. It's I N S C R Y P T I O N. Yeah, uh, twenty bucks, I think. Okay, let me look up the price quick. There is a demo, by the way, so maybe check that out if it sounds interesting to you. Uh, twenty Canadian currently, but I think it's ten percent off. I think it's twenty American. Uh, I would assume as a fifteen American price. then uh maybe i don't know it's 20 it's 2279 without the promotion canadian okay. so yeah it's somewhere between 15 and 20 that sounds uh, like 18 high, american yeah 
Yeah. High recommendation. Very, very good game. I've, I've kind of burnt out on card games and I fell in love with this. I think it's great. That's all. All right. I've been playing. Well, uh, with that, let's do some news. Uh, there was a big Animal Crossing direct at the end of last week. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not going to go into the big details, but they're calling this 2.0. There's a bunch of free stuff, uh, but the big uh, kind of add on, I think the main talking point I was seeing on the online on the Internet was that there is a whole expansion coming that's kind of based on the happy home designer game on the 3ds um and you can you can pay that for i believe it's 25 bucks it's also going to be included in the new switch online subscription expansion pack i should say um which they announced the price of so that's going to have n64 games sega genesis games and now this animal crossing expansion 50 bucks a year what did you guys think of that price hike? I thought that was a little too high. There's got to be something else they're hiding from us. Otherwise, that's not a good deal. Too much for me. Um, I think that's wishful thinking, John. I don't think Nintendo is hiding. Any oh, I know. Perks I know. That, that's what disappoints me about it. But I'm, I'm still going to hold out a hope. I'm not. They I mean, they might add stuff yet. down the line, but I bet for the for the remainder of the year, if, this is if it. the only thing they offer are those two systems and just the Animal Crossing DLC for free. That is, that's a terrible deal. Terrible deal. Yeah, if they add weird. more I DLC, have... then it's actually a really good deal. But I like also time. Also, at this point, I know so many people in family plans or I'm like, if you get a family plan, it's still a steal of a deal because at that point you're paying now $10 a year, which is a ridiculous deal because yeah, the family plan also went up. It's now $80 a year. Uh, but you have eight accounts you can put on there. Oh, so it's 80, so it wouldn't be 10. It would be... Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Eight, eight people, yeah. You had it. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird, though. Like, I remember when the announcement came up and we all guessed prices, and I think we said around 5 to 10 as an increase. A $30 we, we all, increase. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Um, it's also... I can't think of another time where Nintendo has really put DLC as part of this, I guess they haven't really had an online subscription for very long to do this. Um, but even I'm trying to think of like Microsoft and, and Sony and it's like, they'll give you free games, but not DLC for a specific game. Like if you're an animal crossing fan, this is a good deal. Cause you're getting, you're yeah. probably going to want that expansion anyway. Five bucks more gets you this extra stuff. So like, why not? Um, if you're not though, I can't, why would you do that? Do you really need to play Mario Kart 64 that badly? At least they've That's said it supports four player online multiplayer, which is I would have been absolutely furious if it didn't. Right, sure. Um, super weird. Uh, I'm actually not even that excited about the Animal Crossing expansion. I'm more excited about the free DLC coming because they're adding like a bunch of stuff in this 2.0 update. And I played Happy Home Designer. And that's like the least interesting part of Animal Crossing for me is designing your house. So I'm not super jazzed about that. But I actually was planning on coming back uh, to hang out with Brewster and Captain. They're bringing Captain back. And that guy's weird and has funny little songs. So I might check in for a week, see how that's going. Uh, next news story here is the developer of Stardew Valley, Eric Barone, has announced his next game called 
Haunted Chocolatier. Um, there's a trailer out there. The game looks like a mix of Stardew Valley with Moonlighter or uh, Reketeer, where you have like a store front that you're manning as well. Uh, but you're manning a chocolate shop inside of a haunted uh, castle, which. I just I think the premise is really good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It has like, you know, it has the same art style, but now there's like fun little spooky ghosts and stuff floating around. So I feel like if you're a, it looks extremely Stardew Valley. So if you probably weren't into Stardew Valley, you won't be into this. But if you're into Stardew Valley, this is probably exactly what you want is the same thing again with a fresh coat of paint for the most part. Um, anyways, Haunted Chocolatier. That's also just a great name, in my opinion. I'm hoping it's just like a weird ass Willy Wonka simulator is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Maybe like I wouldn't put it past them to put some like weird kind of fun gags in there. A uh, bit of a smaller one. There's an October Xbox update that's live now. It's coming coming out in waves. The dashboard is now in 4K. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Who's excited? Um, Hell yeah. Finally, now I can look at menus in the highest quality. <laughs> in the highest of, of uh, resolutions. Well, I don't know. The, the PS5 can apparently do 8K. So like what are we even doing Xbox? Um <laughs> More interesting for me is they're introducing a night mode and it'll actually filter out the blue light and stuff as well. Not just like switch it to everything being dark. Um, cool. As someone that's on my phone in bed before bed every night and then it goes into night mode. I appreciate that. So yeah. this is something I'm going to turn on. Uh, all right. This next one is super strange. Oh. I'll read you the headline here. Sony patent lets viewers vote and pay to boot players from games. What? So I was I reading this article. This. I guess this is a patent that Sony filed back in 2020. And just this week, it got approved right. at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So <clears throat> the long and short of it kind of is. They've patented the idea of when it comes to like streaming competitive games and keep in mind, Sony bought like Evo and stuff. So it seems like they have plans for competitive gaming and esports. They will allow players or viewers to vote on kicking these competitive players off the stream. And maybe even pay for the ability to kick people off the stream. I mean, I can tell you what the patent says if you want. A method for displaying a video game to spectators includes receiving votes from spectators to remove a player from the video game. The method also includes determining whether the number of votes received to remove the player from the video game meets a threshold level required to trigger the removal of the player from the game. If the number of votes received to remove the player from the video game meets a threshold level required to trigger removal, uh, the method includes generating a command configured to cause the player to be removed from the video game. The method can also include animating the removal of the player providing visual cues to other players or spectators as to why the player was removed from the video game. Weird. The threshold is 60% of the vote to kick has to be met. And also viewers that are considered skilled at the game, their vote will count more. Yes, that's true. Um, Sony has kind of come out and said like, Hey, it's a way to help like keeping toxic people from getting their votes in and whatnot. But and in this article I was written for Kotaku that easily points out you could easily harass like minorities on the stream by getting them kicked out, especially if you can pay to do this and Sony wins no matter what. 
This is a hilariously bad idea. I like this. Yeah. The I mean, uh, the article also points out Sony hasn't announced any plans to actually implement it just by right. making this patent. It means other companies can't. But it sure. really seems like Sony should not implement this idea. I can't see it going well. It could be funny for like some weird reality TV show game or something. Sure. Yeah, sure. I guess there's like a best case scenario, but I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I maybe it's the cynic in me talking as someone who's been on the Internet. I can't yeah, I can totally. only see this going bad. Yeah, all you need is one streamer that plays Call of Duty to get his little minions to like kick everybody else out of the lobby for him. Yeah, I mean, like, just the idea of hate raids being a thing, like... Yeah, totally. I Yeah, and then and then the fact that Sony will profit off of this seems, like, super sus. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. All right, more weird stuff. Did you guys watch the Uncharted trailer? I did. Yes. All right, thoughts. We should go through this and talk about it. Um, how, how dreamy is Tom Holland? He does an okay job as like a young Drake. Yeah, he looks I know they obviously want him young and they can have him for a bunch of movies. I, I'm just yeah. so used to Drake being an adult male. Yeah. So and it's funny. Four, we we like literally played guy. Uncharted 3 last night on stream. Okay. And that trailer has a lot of beats from Uncharted 3. Yeah. Like half that plot line from that trailer just seemed like they were doing Uncharted 3. Basically, it's a lot of three and it's a lot of four mm. uh, as well. Oh, right, because they keep bringing up Sam a lot. Well, they bring up his brother. They even show like the ship. That's the end section of four. Yeah, it's it's a lot of three and four. But you're right. Like the the big set piece in the trailer where on the plane in the cargo. Yeah, uh, that's that's from three. The the one thing out of that trailer I don't think I can get past, though, is using Mark Wahlberg as Sully. That's just not a good without the mustache, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good fit. No, I agree. I mean, it's I think it's as good a fit as Tom Holland is because they're both younger than the game counterpart. Yeah, but even young Sully in like the flashbacks still has the mustache. That's he. That's true. He needs that mustache. Like, what is going on? How did they not get the mustache? What I'm calling for is I want a Sonic the Hedgehog esque outrage on Twitter to redo the animation CG in the mustache and cut. give him a mustache. I want the mustache cut of Uncharted. <laughs> they took they took a uh, Henry Cavill's mustache off in Justice yeah. League. And that looked bad. So but I know that they could put a mustache on a man if they can take a mustache off a man. And that's what I'm demanding. Sure. What are the chances that that movie ends with? Him coming out of like a door or whatever and Tom Holland being like, what's with the mustache? It's like, I don't know. I think I tr- just thought I'd try it out. Like or something <laughs> like that. I would not be surprised if there's a mustache gag or like he's shaving it off in one scene or something like that. Yeah. Or you know, you know what it probably is? I bet it's like he sees it, finds an old picture of Sully and it's like, wow, you used to have a mustache? Man, you looked silly in that. And he's like, I was a phase yeah. or something like that. I bet that's what it's going to be. Sure. Um, it's, I mean, it seems fine. Like, it seems like it's going to be just a, like a totally fine movie. You know what I mean? I hope so. Yeah. It'll Uh, it'll be It'll be a popcorn flick. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be a popcorn flick. I was, I had forgotten it was so soon. Like that thing's four months away. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. February. Yeah. I'm more surprised it got made, to be honest, after all the attempts yeah. in the past. Oh, for sure. Yep. 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 So I will. I mean, I'll see it. I'll do my part to see it. Paul, we should probably talk about it on a TVP. It's I feel like that's the perfect oh, Venn diagram right there. Sure, that'll happen. Um, CD Projekt Red has delayed the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 next gen, or I guess current gen updates to Q1 of 2022, as well as the next gen version of The Witcher 3 to Q2. I didn't know they were doing a next gen or current gen version of Witcher 3, but maybe I just missed that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, people are going to have to wait a bit longer for those. Uh, God of War, the remake 2018 is coming to PC. Some might say the best game of 2018. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to jump back into that one. I'm going to rebuy that for sure. Just to get ready for uh, Valhalla. Is that the new one? Yeah. yeah when the new one? No, the new one's Ragnarok. 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 When is that one again? That's February. Isn't like February, there's a week in February where I think like everything comes out. I think Yeah, isn't like uh, the new no, uh, Horizon no coming way. out then? The new Horizon is February. I don't think God of War is February. I think God of War didn't even have a date yet. It, it, I think it has 2022. Well, other than that, I mean. I don't know. While you're checking, I will say that there's some... Um, Heavy rumors of a Splinter Cell game finally being greenlit at uh, Ubisoft. Yes. Yeah. Very early stages. Early stages. A mainline Splinter Cell game, not a mobile or VR thing like they've been kind of doing. Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. Seems like a swish. Uh, Speaking of delays, Elden Ring has been delayed, I believe, to February 25th of 2022. So there's a February game for you. But there is a uh, beta next month. Right. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. And uh, this last little story is the PS5 is the first console to outsell the Nintendo Switch in nearly three years. Sure. So way to go, PS5. I'm surprised to hear that that happened on the same month that the OLED was uh, released. I think it would have happened sooner if they had supply. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for questions. Nope, that's going to do it for news because now it's time for questions. Uh, if you would like to send a question in, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. This first one comes in from Kevin, who writes, Super Monkey Ball is a unique game to me because it's kind of its own genre. It's a weird arcade physics action platformer that can't be found elsewhere. Are there any other games you feel are in their own genre or offer very unique gameplay? Mm. Uh, Before I jump into this question, uh, I looked up that article. Uh, That's... In September, that happened, so the OLED wasn't even a factor. The OLED's actually probably why uh, the PS5 outsold it, because people were waiting to buy the OLED. That's a good point. Sure. I'm going to say Muscle March for the Wii is a game you don't see much elsewhere. 
Katamari. Yeah, Katamari. Yeah, Katamari. Huge one. I mean, the closest thing is uh, Donut County, right? Honestly, the closest thing is actually probably Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah, maybe Monkey Ball too, as well. Sure. Yep. Yep. There's something really unique uh, about Portal, but specifically playing Portal with a person. Uh, the co-op Portal in uh, Portal 2. Oh, yeah. Is uh, crazy cool. I feel like the DS had a lot of kind of really unique stuff. Uh, like any game, any DS game where you held it like a book was just cool. Like Hotel Dusk. I know the primary gameplay is it is a visual novel, but just utilizing the book like format in that way was always awesome. Sure. Um, more things here. Henry Hatsworth is a pretty good mashup of uh, uh, genres that worked pretty well. Match three and platforming. Oh, I really like Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Just like this rhythm based dungeon crawler sort of thing. Yeah, that's pretty unique for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. still shocked. We got a Zelda themed one out of that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean, is that the only other game that plays like it is made by the same people. So, of course, it does. Um, What was that? The, the one just came out on Game Pass like a less than a month ago. Wait, what was that called? There's a game. Do you guys remember the misadventures of PB Winterbottom? Yes. Somewhat, yeah. I never so there's played a there's it. a shooter that just came out on uh, Game Pass Phoenix Point that reminded me a lot about that because oh. it's all about like each match takes like 24 seconds and you're sending like clones out and then you're replaying the, the those 24 seconds over and over again trying to fight your opponent. That was pretty unique. Oh, super hot. Oh, yeah. Super duh. Hot. Great one. Yeah. Great one. Okay. Matthew writes in. You bought <laughs> you bought what you thought was 50% off of a game, only to find out you actually bought 50% of a game. What do you have? Note, the missing 50% cannot cause glitches, but if the game is already buggy, you can keep half the bugs. What? So you have to kind of come up with how this game is only 50% of the game. I mean, the easy answer would be like halfway through the game, it just stops right it stops. yeah it's just an early yeah. access game or a game in yeah. chapters i feel like we can get more creative what if like every second word of dialogue was removed okay oh god i hate that already <laughs> yeah it might be kind of interesting if you did like every second like block in a mario game because that might still be doable sure hmm like half the track in like a racing game. So it's all the tracks are 50% more narrow. Mm -hmm. I think that would work pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You only get half the car. So like everything goes really slow in the racing game. Sure. Okay. You can't, sure. you can't turn very well. Otherwise the car just falls over. In Tetris, like you only get half of the 
half of the blocks in each shape. You only okay. get, yeah, there are only two pieces in a Tetris piece instead of four, so, so it's just really easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just always two pieces. <laughs> you start every fighting game battle halfway through it. Oh, I mean, for the already, last question. You can set some games that do that, basically. For the last question, too, Dive Kick was kind of interesting in that way. Mechanic sure. where just the last hit matters, so you always have that tension. Yeah, sure. Uh, another one that I was thinking for the last one is... um. What's the like Pong fighting game? Lethal League? Lethal League. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good Yeah, someone says Chris- half the frame rate. Sure. Christopher that writes in and says, What are some good or interesting boss arenas in video games? Not necessarily due to the boss or the fight with them, but rather the arena or the area itself that you find interesting or cool. Oh. Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance Final Boss Arena is pretty cool because you're just on top of a giant robot the entire time. There's explosions everywhere. I guess the same by the same thing, the same logic. Metal Gear One, Solid One and Four. I was gonna say a lot of the Metal Gear bosses, you're kind of on a big robot or a big tanker or something like that. Yeah, it's that duel, that fist fight to the death. Although Metal Gear Solid Three, like the boss fight at the end in like the white lilies or whatever the flowers are oh, in that field yeah. so good that's a that's really a good great area yep i mean i feel like most of kojima's um yeah, yeah i know it's like a trend like here super good because now i'm thinking like death stranding for how kind of dumb that game is has some really cool like settings that you end up in for some stuff yeah, the arenas you fight those, we'll call them bosses, in is definitely better than the boss fights, so I agree. <laughs> what was uh, Seven Remake's final boss fight? Oh, uh, Mind Trip? Was, yeah, yeah, wasn't there like something crazy kind of going on with like reality? Yeah, you're like going through like a warp, basically. Yeah, I remember that being pretty cool. Don't make cry usually has pretty trippy areas you fight in, but they usually like gothic horror themed stuff. Yeah, I remember uh, specifically DMC had some really cool imagery. Yeah, for those boss fights like the um, remember the it's not a final boss, but remember the television studio level. That one was so cool. That game deserves better, man. It did get a definitive edition. Sukusuku writes, have you ever stopped playing a game not because you weren't having fun, but you just got your fill of it? How do you prevent that feeling? I have so many games I like that I can't be bothered to finish. Yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I try really hard not to. I try to like get through a game entirely. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely run into that. If you can push past that feeling when you're like feeling like you've had your fill, usually you can catch a second wind and enjoy till the end. I find I think unless you like it, don't like the game, obviously, but that's a different reason. There was a uh, Mario and Luigi game. I think it was dream team. I literally got to the second last area of the game. And it was just like, yeah, I'm good. 
And that was like 30 plus hours in at that point. I'm just like, why am I not yeah. finishing this? Yeah, I've done a few RPGs like that for sure, where I'm at the final boss and I just, for whatever reason, didn't do it. A minish cap. I'm at the final boss. I just didn't do it. Oh, Sekiro for me. I just didn't finish it. Yeah. I don't know how you get over that, because like I know myself personally, I'm not going to come back and, and do it. It's like, oh, I do come back eventually. I see. I, I never do. Like if I put it down, it's like I just I know I won't play it again. But I, I don't that have a great way to, to, to overcome it. I don't. I don't either. It's kind what of a you either do or you don't situation, honestly. Yeah. VGC Kenny writes in, what do you define as the difference between a game that is hard but good and a game that is hard in a way that makes it boring, frustrating, or just outright bad? Still in the latter, if, if like, it, it feels cheap in some way of why you lost, like whether like the enemies hit super hard and I'm not like getting better at the fights. Yeah. Uh, I can't define the difference because it's kind of an, it's kind of just like an internal feeling of, do I feel like what I'm going through is the high of beating this going to be as good as the lows of, of the shit I'm in right now to get there. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it going to be worth it in the end? Because, like, I like when there is a part that feels just out of reach and the game is, like, forcing me to just do better. I like that feeling. Even though I'll bitch and complain and be like, oh, this is bullshit or whatever. Like, I want, I keep playing because I'm driven to. There are point. there have been games where it's just like, this sucks. And then I turn it off like it's just done. I, I can't really describe or define that feeling. And I think it's this is for this everyone. is one where I or this is why I play a lot of like adventure games with a guide because it's like the like pixel hunting aspect of it is is yeah. no fun to me like tapping yeah. around and hoping or making see, did I talk to this person in this in the right order or whatever and went back and forth across town and, and did the sequence it, it is frustrating to my time where it's like. Yeah. I want to experience this great story because these, you know, adventure games typically have a really good story tied up throughout these little puzzles. And it's like, just let me get through them. Like, what are you doing? And I actually kind of appreciate the most recent Ace Attorney. Um, I mean, I'm not using this feature, but it has the option to like play it as a story mode and it'll just go through the puzzle. It will basically just turns it into a visual novel and you don't have to like figure out which evidence goes to what you can just watch the story play out which is kind of nice because that, that those stories are pretty crazy and really great um yeah. so yeah uh with so i mean we were everybody's kind of been talking dread's pretty difficult game how do you feel that difficulty is because that's the type of difficulty i like where sometimes it feels a little cheap but like the game wants you to succeed. I mean, it usually starts you right outside the freaking boss encounters uh, when you die and like it feels super doable and then it feels good when you beat it. Like that's I think it's something I would define as that game does 
kind of a bullshit difficulty in parts well. Whereas, like, I don't know. There's ways to make that bad, right? For sure. <laughs> there's ways that they could have ruined that. I feel the the thing with Dread is they could almost even make it harder because those bosses become so easy once you figured out what the pattern you need to do is like what the specific sure. ask they're wanting from you. The minute sure. you do that, like I, like I was saying earlier, like you might die six times on this boss, but on that sixth one, you're probably not even going to get hit because you figured out the sequence they want. Um, Cause these bosses are so tuned to, did you use the right combination of attacks and jumps? And once you've figured that out, they become so easy despite how much damage they can do to you. It's, it's almost, it doesn't even matter. Right. John, I think you are next with Riptide's question. Uh, yep. Yeah. Riptide writes in and says, have you played a game or a series that you still enjoy, but have had a bad experience with the community? Sonic. Undertale. Siege. That is the most Siege. toxic game community I have played with. It is insane. That's a shitty community, for yeah, sure. Just like the, the amount of team killing going on because you picked a character they don't like. Are you are you nuts? You you would rather lose this match immediately? That's Siege. Yep. <laughs> The uh, Dead by Daylight community also seemed very weird for the little bit I dipped my toes into. Yeah. Lineback writes, who would you consider to be the most evil villain you've encountered in a video game? Hitler. <laughs> I mean, Hitler. yes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. But like the number of times he's come back as like a Nazi zombie. <laughs> or like a mecha Hitler has kind of diluted him in some way. Pretty evil though. Definitely evil. I am not a Hitler <laughs> sympathizer. Okay, good. There's gotta be someone that like wanted to do the same <laughs> thing, but on a galactic level though, right? Just because of the nature of video games. Mecha Hitler. I feel Kafka from Final Fantasy VI also works because he actually succeeds. It's anytime the villain actually succeeds, I feel like they uh, they're a good threat. Okay, okay. Gary Oak. There you go. Mm -hmm. The true villain. I, I don't have a great answer for this one. What was Ganon's deal? Did he just like want to cause death or something? Depends what was on his the Ganon. Motivation? Yeah, I guess. I mean, he wants yeah. power. That's for sure. With right with the Triforce chunk he has in his hand, right? Yeah. That make him evil inherently. I think the ways he's going about it, because isn't he like killing everything to obtain the power? Yeah, he's killing a lot of people in the process. He's pretty evil. I mean. If you think back to Ocarina of Time, he comes out of that castle and he side eyes you pretty, pretty aggressively during that, like, thunderstorm. That's pretty oh. evil. What was up with that? I was just a kid. Yeah. 
Dead in Sky writes in, this month for me has been a bit rough for games that have arbitrary platform-based limitations. <laughs> With Castlevania HD not having local co-op on the 360 when it does on the PS3, and the Epic Game Store version of What the Golf not receiving last year's worth, the last year's worth of free level packs that the Steam uh, slash iOS version did. What are other examples? What's that? I was not aware of that with what the golf. I wasn't either. That's the version I have. Also, same. What are other? Ex- <laughs> what are the other examples of content exclusion between different versions that is not based on technical slash licensing slash superlative edition limitations? Well, Castlevania uh, HD was literally because the the PS3 version came out like a year or two later. Like it was a much later release. Yeah, I remember that. Team Fortress 2 on the Xbox doesn't have anywhere near the support that the PC one has. And yeah. another one that w- came to mind recently was Left 4 Dead 2 has nowhere near the support on like Xbox or PlayStation that it does on PC. And I'm hoping we'll get a bunch of that support now with Back for Blood since these consoles are a lot more on par with PCs. Sure, yeah. We uh we've been playing through Rayman 2 on game clearing on Mondays and apparently there's like six different versions of that and most of them are missing content from each other. The PS1 version is apparently missing half the game, the PS2 version has oh. a bunch of extra things. Uh the DS and 3DS ones are just the N64 one but they run better or worse depending on the version. What's the best what's the way to do it then? Here's the thing, no one could agree. I kept asking. I just played the N64 one cuz I'm like this is the one I grew up with. And everyone's like, I, I tried with the N- the PS2 one, and they're like, no, that's the worst one. Play the Dreamcast one. Like, uh, I don't have the Dreamcast one. Well, play, don't play the PS1 one. It's the worst. Like, the only agreement was that PS1 was the worst. That was about it. But it has voice acting, which is the thing they made up for with it, I guess, or something. It's like, it's like this weird agree to disagree kind of situation. Interesting. I wonder if someone has, like, combined all the best features of them all on, on like, a PC version anywhere apparently there was an official pc version on steam but it was only a pre-order bonus for rayman origins okay so it's just this is a mess very much so all right uh one press lp writes in and says with the switch online expansion pass a lot of controversy was made over the pricing i was one who didn't mind the original 20 dollars fee or uh 18 euros for myself thinking that the content you got around 100 nes and snes games tetris 99 pac-man 99 and i guess mario 35 for a while was a bit of a bargain for what you paid for granted you don't own them but people would pay around 100 bucks a year for the likes of netflix and disney plus for movies they don't own i think the main debate is the amount that was increased as a jump from 20 bucks to 50 is quite large what if the original plan was, say, 30 bucks a year, probably justified with the content already on the plan, and it went to 50 Would there be as much of an outrage? There would still be an outrage because it's asking for more money. When Netflix goes up by $2, the people get mad. Uh, um, but yeah, it wouldn't be as, as overblown, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I guess one thing we keep not talking about, you don't have to get the expansion pass. You can literally just stick with the, the 20 bucks a year. Or the 35 for the family plan. Like, 
This mm-hmm. this just uh, the expansion pass is just an add on to it. You don't have to get it. You just don't get access to the free DLC or the to right. the N sixty four and the Genesis. Right. Or just don't give them twenty bucks a year because they're not giving you much for that twenty bucks. Uh, also, another question is that why are people thinking the UK have a better deal as they jump from eighteen euro to thirty five? It's a smaller percentage increase, sure, but eighteen euro is around twenty four to twenty five bucks. So the original price was more on the original subscription. Well, thirty five is around forty eight to forty nine, so basically the same price. It seems like bigger number makes the deal worse for the U.S. side. Still a bit weird how the U.K. ended up with that original price, though, of 18 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's people, it, it's definitely like people see a smaller number, a smaller increase and think it's a better deal. It's literally why stores sell things as $17.99 instead of $18, because your brain tricks you into thinking, oh, it's only 17 bucks, ignoring the 99 yeah. cents. It's literally yeah. psychology. It's probably because the people who, like, are angry enough on the internet to post something are actually stupid and don't know math. It could also be that. Yep. The Phantom Aegis writes, congratulations, you know how a VTuber mascot, what's the name of the new TDP VTuber? Tubi, the TDP VTuber. Tubi? Did you say Tubi? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, Tubi the VTuber. Two, uh, 2D because of TDP. Too too deep, and it's also play on 2D. 2D two B. Yeah, works for me. Works for me. I saw somebody joke in the Discord and say Nathan, and that made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Works for me too. <laughs> All right. And Hebrew Lantern writes in with a question of: If you woke up as a donut, would you eat yourself? No. 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 I could eat myself right now, and I don't, so no. That's going to do it for questions. If you'd like to send a question in, it's topnumrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Discord. Nope. At TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Good catch. What's your game of the I week? I didn't catch it. Uh, I guess the 10 minutes of No More Heroes 3 I played. I'll say inscription. I'll give it to Metroid Dread. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, go vote on the latest poll. It's our biggest poll yet, so we know what we will be playing uh, in November. At some point next week, we will be recording a TDP Plus episode of Cookie Clicker. Somehow we'll talk about that game for a while, so get excited about that. And if you enjoy TVP, uh, this Monday we will have a Halloween special episode coming out. Where we're going to be talking about four different Halloween specials uh, that we watched. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Otherwise, we will see you next week for the regular show. Everybody, bye.